Hi, I'm Chuck Fletcher. Hi, my name is Ali Vigneault, coach of the Flyers. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hey, this is Jeremy Roenick. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Paul Hogan. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. Hi, I'm Joel Fairby. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast, People's Podcast, Players Podcast, Prognosticators Podcast, PD Light Podcast, Pampers Podcast. Well, it's the Pronger Cast, the Knubel Cast. We've we've had the Bob Clark Cast. We've had the Chuck Fletcher Cast, the AV Cast, the TK Cast. A lot of different casts, but ladies and gentlemen, a, a guest, a friend of the program, somebody who's been here multiple times before, a man who I, I can't speak highly enough about, somebody who on a whim a couple of years ago fielded a DM from me and marched his, his, himself over to the 610 ESPN studio for an in-person sit-down uh, episode when Anthony, I think, was dying of not COVID. And that's Colby <laughs> Cohen, who, I mean, listen, we're going to get into it here, but we told all of you who are listening that we had some announcements coming up. And one is directly related to our show, which you'll hear about next week. And then one is not, but it's related to our dear friend Colby Cohen, We'll get there in a little bit, but Colby, how wait, are you tonight? Wait, Russ, are we get announcing that he's NRD? He's not NRD. <laughs> oh, no. okay. you know, man, you know, Colby, ha- how many people have uh, gone after you on Twitter for that? Because we, when NRD was on the show, I-, I think it was at least 15 or 20 people said, are you sure it's not Colby? And then DMs like, can you just, I won't tell anybody. I swear to God, I won't tell. Is it Colby? Dude, a lot of people thought that was me. Frank Saravalli, who has been my friend since we're 10 years old, asked me, and I was like, Frank, no. And he goes, swear to God, it's not you. Like, he literally made me swear <laughs> to God. And I was like, Frank, I'm telling you, it's not me. NRD knows way more than I know. That guy is way more plugged in than me. Like, literally, I have no idea. But, like, how did you guys get him on the show? Did he just do, like, a no screen, like, no camera? No, and no we, we met him in person gotcha. at, the, at a Flyers game. Was it a year, two years ago now, Russ? It was, so like, two years ago. Keeping, I don't so know you if you guys – Were you there for that his, one? Yeah, yeah. His identity, his yeah. identity locked, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, we're keeping his identity That's cool. He trusts us. That's cool. He Good did promise us cool. that when he finally reveals himself, he's going to do it on our show. He tried to backpedal and we said, nay, nay, we've already – We've already locked it in. It's like, uh, you know, like Blood Brother kind of stuff. So we're we're good. Um, Anthony, by the way, how are you doing today? Tonight? I'm great. People are listening. I'm great. But okay. you know, my it, it, this show's not about me. This show's, about, this show's about Colby. So that's why we have him on, right? So this is going to be an easy yeah. show. Well, yeah, in, in a lot of ways, uh, a lot of easy, fun, exciting stuff coming up. And those of you who are listening who might have been looking for the podcast in the morning thinking like, what the heck happened? Well, I mean, as we'll get to here in a little bit, you've probably seen the news on Twitter now. There was something that was embargoed. We had to wait to drop the audio. So sorry if, you know, your Thursday morning commute was uh, a little bit less joyful because you didn't have snow the goal in your feet. But we'll get there in a second. Um, We do have to start with something that happened that was tangentially related to the Flyers uh, this week and and certainly is uh, something that Colby has opened up about on on Twitter. And that, of course, is the... um, the tragic passing of Jimmy Hayes, a brother of uh, Flyers center, Kevin Hayes. And um, Colby, I'm just going to let you go. Uh, you know, I, I guess I, I don't really even know the best way to approach this. Uh, you know, there is, I don't guys, think we need to talk about like how you found out or anything, but yeah, it's, it's, there's no good way to approach it. And, and um, you know, you see the love and the support, you know, with, with Jimmy's passing and, and, you know, I know Philadelphia doesn't know Jimmy that well. He was a Bruin. He was a Blackhawk. He was a, a Panther. Um, you know, he played for the Devils really briefly. But, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's been an awful couple of days. And, you know, the things that I just I want to talk about about Jimmy. And I know Jimmy since we're probably 12 or 13 years old. Um, you know, Cam Atkinson would be in that same group. Like there was a group of 89 birth year guys that, you know, started with me probably in Philadelphia, uh, moved up to New York to, to Kevin Shattenkirk, Cam Atkinson in Connecticut, all the way up to New England. And, and Jimmy was one of those guys that was, you know, part of our group uh, starting young and, and well, it was part of my journey. Uh, part of his journey was, you know, I, I was as we, you know, navigated this, this hockey journey as young hockey players and 
you know, hockey families together. And, you know, the thing that I, I can say about him is, is, you know, a lot of times people say what they feel like they're supposed to say when, when tragedy strikes, but, uh, you know, Jimmy was unanimously loved by his, by his teammates, his friends. And when we started exchanging text messages over the last 48 hours, you know, uh, James Van Riemsdyk sent us a bunch of really great photos from when we were on the U17 team. So we were 16 years old and uh, we were in Slovakia or Czech Republic, who knows where we were. But the, the, the way to best describe Jim is, is he was in the middle of every photo and he was smiling in every photo. I mean, you'd be freezing cold in the middle of Slovakia and Jimmy smiling. I mean, Jimmy loved to live. He loves hockey. He loved being around the guys. And, um, you know, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with him as he became a family man, as he had two children and got married. I didn't get to see him as often, obviously, but not a guy who embodied being a good teammate and a good person. Uh, his brother is his best friend. His father is probably his other best friend. His family is one of the pillars of hockey uh, in New England um, for my age group and probably a few years younger for Kevin Hayes's age group. I'm sure it was the same way. I mean, you know, I just think about being a freshman at BU and Jimmy was on our yes national development team, but he was behind us a year in high school. And so Jimmy went to the USHL after NTDP and didn't go to BC until one year later. So uh, Jimmy would have been a, a, a freshman when I was a sophomore. But, you know, I think about being a freshman at BU and getting a phone call from Mr. Hayes. Hey, I'm, I'm coming to Aganis to take you, Willie and Shadi out for dinner, uh, taking us out for a nice meal at, you know, the stockyard. When you're in college, like you get to go to dinner at the stockyard. It's like the Capitol Grill in, in, in Chestnut Hill. It's, it's um, you know, that's was the kind of people they were. They raised Jimmy to be the same way. You know, you just see the different types of guys who are who are talking about Jimmy on social media. I mean, he was obviously very close with the missing curfew guys. But then you see Patrick Kane, who's doesn't say a whole lot, Kaner. And, and we were all together in Ann Arbor and then they were probably, you know, spent some time together in Chicago. He said he was one of his favorite teammates. And that's a guy who's been in the league 14 years like he was the guy that everybody said, Hey, Jimmy, where are you going to lunch today? Where are we going tonight after the game? Like he was like the social leader on every team, whether we were figuring out where to play mini sticks at uh, a Marlboro Christmas tournament in the Hilton in Marlboro, Massachusetts, or it was all-star break uh, when we were 22 years old, all playing professional hockey. Like he was just, he loved being a, a hockey player. He loved being around his friends. Um, you know, what you're seeing about him is true. I mean, it's all true. It's genuine. It's true. You know, my love goes to his family, his wife, his young boys. His name will not be forgotten. His brother, Kevin, will absolutely carry his legacy on. And that's that's really all you can say guys it's 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 awful and and um you know the hockey community is doing what they do best they're rallying around a guy uh who they loved and who was one of their own and you know his his uh funeral and his wake and it, i mean I, i'm not going to be surprised if there's going to be a few thousand people standing in line at at, at his wake and his, his funeral services because he was that loved i mean um you know, I'll be on a plane in a couple of days up to Boston. Just, just, you know, I mean, you, you just, you, you don't miss it because he meant so much to so many guys. So uh, I think it's probably something you guys are going to address during the season because of Kevin. Uh, I think Kevin is a social leader for the Philadelphia Flyers. I think guys look to him for that type of thing um, and, and look to him to bring the room together Cam Atkinson has a lot of history with Jimmy Hayes going back to probably even before me, um, those Boston junior Iceman teams, when they started playing together, they were nine years old, I would bet. So it's something you guys will talk about. Um, obviously, you know, I want you to hear it from me. I'm not, a, I'm not his brother by blood, 
but but I, I can tell you guys, he, he was as good as advertised. You guys would have loved him if he was here in Philly. He'd have come on your show. He had a big personality. He would have laughed with you guys. He treated everybody nice. He didn't, he wasn't a, he didn't big time people, anyone. It just, it, you know, he had the nickname Broadway, but like, it's just because he was larger than life. And, and, you know, that's, that's really it. It's, it's, uh, you know, I, I could probably just go on and on and on and go in circles about what a, what an unreal guy he was, but he'll be missed. Our, our, our hockey family is suffering. Um, and, and he will certainly be missed. And, and, um, that's, that's all I got. Yeah. Well, I can't fathom Colby, what Kevin's going through, um, at the moment. I mean, like you mentioned, Jimmy was his best friend, um, as his older brother. Do you think it will, I mean, I, I, I got to assume it will be a benefit to have, I mean, it's, it's kind of fortunate to have Cam now here, mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, and even a guy like Keith Yandel, um, there's some of his best friends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like to to have them here as a support group for him while he's in Philadelphia, having to come into camp, you know, a month after his, his brother's untimely death. I think that that's probably got to be a good thing for him. Right. And, and just having teammates, I mean, getting back to hockey, I mean, that's, that's, you know, you're going to grieve and you're going to mourn and he's never going to forget his brother. He's going to carry him with him every game for the rest of his life. But when he can come back here, settle back in and go to camp and be around his, his, his friends and Keith Yandel, I mean, Kevin Hayes made that Keith Yandel thing happen. I mean, if you guys, you know, he was playing GM and coach and that and brought Yandel here. Um, and this, it'll be great. He'll have Cam here. They have a very close family, the Hayes's. There's a couple of sisters. There's a lot of, you know, little, little, little ones running around. Um, his wife is just such a sweetheart, She's such a nice person. You know, Mr. and Mrs. Hayes, they're just, they're salt to the earth hockey people. And they will, they will rally around each other and support each other. And I'm, I'm, I think the city of Philly will, will really rather, you know, rally around Kevin and, and give him the love and support because he, he does love the city. He really has, you know, a lot of guys come to a city when they're from a Boston or a New York and they just never really, they don't buy in. And Kevin, Kevin's a, he's a Philly sports fan. He's, you know, he, he wants to go to Philly's games, Eagles games. He wants to have a cheesesteak. He wants to have a beer from yards named after him. Like he, he, he really does truly, like want to be a, an adopted member of this city. And, um, you know, I, I hope the city rallies around him and gives him the love and support that uh, I, I, I think that they will. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. I mean, there's, it's I think, no, yeah, I think it's a good, uh, yeah. There's no good way to go into it, into it with the conversation, yeah. Ross, and there's no good yeah. way to come out of it either. Right. I mean, it just is what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just, you know, we're sitting here like, okay, we have other f- things we want to talk about and you know, they're about the flyers and about the, about Colby's next, uh, next gig. Oh, oh, and, oh, and it's oh. all fun stuff, all good stuff. And, and it's just like, yep. how do you, how do you transition to that? You know, how do you, yeah. how do you put the, the, you know, the tragic loss of, of such a beloved hockey figure, behind you that quickly to go into that it's just it's just such a hard thing for us to do too i mean and like like colby even said we didn't even know him and it's yeah. it's hard for us and you to, can feel it yeah and you well and here's it. what i know here's what i can tell you jimmy if, if if kevin hayes had a flyers game tomorrow jimmy would want him on the ice playing and i can say that with certainty he would want him on the ice playing and he'd be he'd be his biggest fan and he will still be his biggest fan um and I, I know that with certainty and, you know, I, you know, I think we can move on from it at this point. And, and I think, you know, everybody's going to, going to carry him in the back of their minds and their hearts. And, and, you know, I, I think Jimmy would want business as usual. He, he, if, if, if Jimmy were here, um, he'd be, I I'd hear from him when, when, when this news comes out about me personally, I'd have a text message right away in my inbox, you know, congratulations. Like that's, that's, I know for a fact, he, 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 he would be excited for me and, and happy for me. And just like he is every day when his brother scores a goal in the NHL. I mean, he's just, he's that kind of guy. We will obviously, uh, you know, continue to monitor things as, as they happen here. And, uh, 
yeah, it's just, it's, it's really sad, but it is nice to see that there's such positivity surrounding his life. And that's, I think that's all any of us could ever hope for, right? Is that people have nice things to say and they've shared great memories and, and it's those memories that kind of keep your, your memory alive in a lot of ways. So he'll never be forgotten. And, you know, we'll, we'll see uh, how this team rallies around and the city rallies around Kevin this season. So, all right. Without Without further ado, um, in the biggest news to rock the Windy City since CM Punk returned at AEW Rampage a week ago, <laughs> that was there's another news. there's another man who happens to have a C in his name, who is also going to be blowing through the Windy City. Colby, without further ado, let's uh, Anthony, let's give this guy a round of applause. A well deserved, well deserved position. Colby, tell the people what you're going to be doing. Obviously, they've probably already seen it on Twitter, but break it down. Yeah, so um, the the Chicago Blackhawks have uh, hired me uh, to join their broadcast team. Um, it's a super unique kind of diverse position for me, which which is really cool. Um, the title is a content analyst, and um, I, you know, we kind of came up with that title when we started thinking about all of the different things that I wanted to do. You know, they had offered me a, a, an opportunity to join their broadcast, and I kind of asked if it could be a little bit, you know, wider than that. And I really want to be a part of the digital side. I want to be a part of the podcasting side. I want it. So, you know, the, the Blackhawks hired me and, and I'm going to be joining the, the Chicago Blackhawks as a, as a, a member of the organization. And uh, I'll be doing studio work for the Blackhawks. Um, I'll be filling in for Eddie Olchick whenever he's on national duties, which, you know, I think he misses about 15 games a year or something like that. Uh, a little a little more than, than Jonesy used to miss, um, you know, but a, a similar type of thing, how Bill would do 10 or 12 games a year. I think with Eddie, it's more like 15 or 20 games just because he's the number one guy. Um, so I'll get to be in the booth for the Blackhawks. I'm going to get a package of games, um, you know, working with Eddie, you know, hopefully down between the glass. So, you know, get to be on their social media. Um, you know, I mentioned their podcast that I, I think I'll be hosting um out there in chicago so i'm excited i mean it's uh like we just talked about it's 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 been a, a an emotional roller coaster of a week but you know for me personally um you know i i you guys documented sort of what happened with uh you know my time at nbc sports philadelphia still waiting for a phone call or an explanation as to why i i didn't get brought back that's you know i guess 12 <laughs> months later i'm still wondering if they're ever gonna uh, make that phone call, but I'm not uh, holding my hopes up too high. But um, what are yeah, the odds I'm, that I'm, you? Uh, what are the odds that you get a phone call at some point here in the next month, where they just say, "Colby, you want to come on and uh, do some studio work <laughs> at uh, NBC Sports Philly?" I I would wonder. I mean, they seem pretty out of the loop for the most part. They're not exactly the best communicators. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the announcement of your new gig catches a few of them off guard and they go wait a second yeah. i thought it was our guy yeah, yeah i mean i i don't know what you got I, till it's gone you anthony know? was laughing over there but you you really <laughs> never know i mean they uh it's funny because we're in the communications business and that's just something that they they generally have struggled with so um yeah i mean look i'm i'm look i grew up here in philadelphia so you know working for the flyers and in that role was, was really cool for me. You know, like I, this was the team that I grew up watching John LeClaire and Eric Lindros and, you know, that, that, that. so, you know, I, I, I had a, a major level of appreciation for my time doing this year, but um, you know, things don't work out similar to when you're playing and, and you have to take the opportunities that come and, and um, you know, so far my, my, the little bit that I've, you know, been out there and met with the management and leadership and, you know, that they just have treated me so well. Like I, I think, you know, from what I understand, they treat, this is how they treat people there. They just treat you really well. They look after your family. They help you with the little ancillary things that are important that maybe get overlooked in a lot of places. And you know, I, I, I understand why Marc-Andre Fleury said, I, I'll go play, I'll go play in Chicago this year and why Seth Jones wanted to be traded to Chicago. I mean, they take care of their people. I mean, we, um, 
got to spend a little bit of time with ownership and it was just so genuine. Like mm -hmm. it was so passionate and genuine that like everybody that they hire, they care about, they want you to feel ownership and a part of this. And they want you to, you know, really feel like you're part of this, this team of people, everyone from marketing to scouting, to the players, to the equipment staff, to the broadcast. And I mean, I've been really impressed with it. Like they, they definitely do it differently than I've ever seen in my experience. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. And, and it's real quick, uh, that, that explanation there, that description, that whole feeling like you're part of the team, different sectors of the organization, marketing and the hockey side and feeling kind of like a family. I feel like people used to say that about the Flyers. Used to say it all the time about the Flyers. And it's funny because I was, it, I was going I feel to like just, they say that as much anymore. Am I crazy? Yeah, Am I crazy? They don't say it now. Um, but it's funny because that meant that Colby mentions is because I can remember uh, back when the Flyers and the, and the Blackhawks were playing in the Stanley Cup final. I was, at, you know, I still am uh, friendly with Patrick Sharp, but I was really close with Sharpie back then from his time in Philly. And I remember asking him, like we were, we were just hanging out one day um, after practice during the uh, during the final and just talking. And I remember asking him, like, so what's, you know, tell me about the Chicago organization. And he said, it's like anything you, it's something you would never, never believe. He says, as great as Philadelphia was, and he loved Philly in the short time he was here. He said, as great as Philadelphia was, and you got to remember, this was when Snyder was still running the show. Yeah. He said, mm -hmm. he said, Chicago, the Wirtz family, since Rocky they're took it over, they're, it's, they're, it's another level. Guys, guys, they it's are, another level. I, I look, I grew up in the Ed Snyder era. And I, I have close personal relationships and ties to Ed's kids because my mom went to school with them, grew up with them. Um, and I see a lot of similarities of the passion from the Wirtz family that, that I, I saw from Ed Snyder when I was a kid. Um, I, when I worked here in Philadelphia, I worked for the network. It was a little bit of a different situation for me. So I, I can't really speak to how it is here in Philadelphia. Um, I obviously know the Flyers fans are super passionate and, you know, they love hockey here, but you know, what I've seen so far of the Blackhawks organization um, has just been, it's been really amazing. I mean, I, I'm, I was a little bit, you know, unsure if I want to move, if I really want to like go into sort of broadcasting full time, um, you know, for me, like I've been involved in a lot of entrepreneurial different things. You guys know about them going to have probably five or six skating rinks this winter still um in all different parts of jersey and potentially even on the uh uh in in delaware county and um newtown square which obviously if that stuff happens oh, i'll let you guys there goes there I, goes I, Anthony. really boy I, I will, oh boy i will I, I will let you guys know as as that sort of materializes more <laughs> but i'm i'm pumped i get to work with eddie old um, you know, Pat Foley obviously is, has been a legend. I know it's Pat's last year, so I'll get to work with him a little bit as well, but, you know, just kind of being a part of a youth movement and, and getting an opportunity to go into an organization that really wants to communicate with fans, uh, on a more intimate level. And I think that's part of what they're looking for me to do is to really, um, you know, have an opportunity to come in there and be on all the different platforms and communicate with the fans. And, uh, I've gotten a chance to speak with the hockey ops department, Stan Bowman, and having an opportunity to, you know, understand everything that's going on in the hockey ops department so I can, you know, uh, eloquently talk about it on the different mediums of broadcasting to really have the fans understand what's the game plan, what are we looking to do, how are we re rebuilding the team, how are we viewing this, and, you know, that type of um, – uh, you know, the type of communication between the hockey department and the business department. And the, like we were just talking about, like, I'm pumped for it because um, that's kind of all I ever wanted. It was to really like be with the team again and have the opportunity to like, you know, look, I was a player. Like I, I'd love to be back on a team and, and working around a team and, you know, have that opportunity. So I'm pumped. You guys are some of the first, you know, first people to know. I think Russ, I texted you about it, uh, you know, pretty, pretty near after I knew about it. Um, you know, you guys will be the first ones other than the team to, to have any opportunity to, to talk about it or, or publish it out because, you know, I, I, you guys, uh, you guys kind of brought me along and, and definitely actually helped me in Philadelphia to connect with the fans. I mean, the people in Philly, 
hated me my first year, hated me. And second year, they half hated me, you know? And I think a lot of that is because I did a lot of stuff with you guys. And I think a lot of people like you guys. And so I think they felt like, oh, well, if Colby's cool with those guys, maybe he's not this, you know, horrible human being that we all, you know, think terrible things about, um, like some of the Twitter mentions say at times, but, um, you know, I, I, uh, I think that, you know, I am appreciative of that, which is why we're, we're doing this right now. And, and we're, I'm talking about it with you guys, you know, and, and, and this will be out before anybody else. Yeah. Well, two things I, I got, I got to address two things we discussed in there first, and this is kind of anecdotal. I think you'll get a kick out of this Colby. When your first year, when you first started with, um, NBC before you ever, ever came on our podcast, uh, our uh, mutual friend, Glenn Mack now, um, calls me up and he says, so what do you think of my boy Colby Cohen uh, as an analyst? I said, I always liked him when he was a, as a kid, when, when he was a hockey player in, uh, in, in, at Radnor. Um, he's, I said, he's got the gene, but he's got a lot to learn. And I, and I said it to him. It was a private conversation. You can even check with Glenn. I remember telling him at the time. I said, he, I can tell that Colby's got it in him but he's got a lot to learn by the end of the year. I thought you were great. And that's why I said, you know, Russ and I when Russ reached out to him. I was like, that's a good call, Russ. Cause Colby's really picked this up. He's gotten good at this by your second year. I thought you were fantastic. Uh, uh, you know, in the, in the studio and you could, you could see it coming. You could see it coming. So you're, this is really well-deserved. Um, and, and the second thing I wanted to say is you talk about being part of a team and going out to Chicago we always ask players like what's their favorite arena to play in favorite visiting place to go. We never, never ask ourselves like the places we like to go. Now I've never been to Vegas. It's the one NHL arena. I've not been it's amazing. To, right. It's, it's the one I haven't I did a game there. You'll I, love it. I, I, I got to go. Right. It's the one I haven't been to, but I've been to everywhere else. And people have always asked me, what have been your favorite NHL arenas to go to? And it's always been Montreal and the Madhouse on Madison. When the Blackhawks are good, that place is fantastic. Yeah. It just rocks it out from the old timey organ to Chelsea Dagger to the well, the fan, the entire fan base singing um, the national anthem together. I mean, it's just the coolest experience. I think, I, you know, you put the, your top five places together. It's you know, Philly, Chicago, Montreal. Um, probably, I guess Boston. I mean, I, I hate to give them credit, but I guess they deserve No, but it. it's a good atmosphere. You got to give credit where credit's due. And I agree. I think, I think there's a, there's a couple of, of, of fan bases and markets that when they're going, they're yeah. like, not, you know, they, they're in their own league. Yeah, they are. So you're going to, you're going to just, you're going to love it out there because I think Chicago is going to be pretty good this year. I think they're going to be a lot better than they've been. Um, they, they've had some young players who've been getting better over the last couple of years. And now you add a couple of players like Jones and flurry there. I think that this is going to be a, a legit team in the Western conference. I think it's going to be fun for you out there. So, so congratulations. No, I, I appreciate it. And it's funny because, um, reps, you know, it's all about reps. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta get reps and you gotta get a chance and you gotta get reps. And, you know, I definitely felt as time went along, I felt like I settled into that role and, you're right. In year two, look, you also got to get comfortable with the organization and start learning. You know, look, I knew things from when I was a kid, but then there was a gap from like um, when I was drafted to like eight years later, or nine years later. Well, actually more. I was drafted in 07 and I started doing TV for the Flyers in 2017. Right. So 10 years that I had all this like you know, this gap because I was focused on my playing career. So right. you got to get comfortable with that, get comfortable with the players. It's also always a little bit difficult because these are my friends. So you have to learn how to like, you got to be true, but you also look, I, I'm, I do, I am biased at times. Like, I mean, I think everybody knows that I'm, I'm honest about when I'm biased, but um, you know, I, I root for guys because I know how hard it is and I know how hard a lot of guys work. And I, and I see a lot behind the scenes that other people are not privy to. Um, I've been yelling and screaming for years about, look, I know there's been bumpy roads with, with James here, but one thing I just won't tolerate hearing is that he doesn't work hard because I've trained with him. I've seen it. I know how much he, 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 every bite of food to him is fuel, not food. Like he focused, like, so when I hear, oh, he looks slow, he's probably out of shape. Like I get annoyed because I physically know that because I've seen it. I've seen what he spends on that kind of stuff. I've seen how committed he is 
to his body and to his health. And so, yeah, I mean, I settled into that and I kind of was hoping eventually I would have an opportunity to, to jump into Bill Clement's role because being in game is truly what I enjoy. And so, um, you know, look, Hartsey came in. I love Hartsey. He's a great guy and I, I want him to do great. Um, he, he's a, he's a, he's a, such a good dude. Um, and, you know, I was bummed out that I lost the opportunity in Philly, but Hey, it's, uh, I'm, I'm pumped. Like I, you know, this week has been emotional with everything that happened with Jimmy, but I'm, I'm really thrilled and, and, um, you know, looking forward to moving out there next week and starting, you know, getting to get there to for rookie camp and start really understanding the organization. I've been reading all these different historical books about the Blackhawks and the Wirtz family and just trying to, you know, um, learn things that I already knew about the flyers because I grew up watching the team, um, and trying to, trying to get all that stuff in. So, um, you know, I'm excited and I'm looking forward to continuing to, to, to do stuff with you guys when the Blackhawks are playing the flyers and, and talking with you guys. And, and, um, you know, I, 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 you know, it'll, it'll be fun. I I appreciate your guys' support. It, It has meant a lot because I definitely feel like, when I started doing stuff with you guys, there was definitely a direct correlation as to when people started to just give me a chance. You know, a lot of people really weren't willing to give me a chance in the beginning because I'm not one of their own. But the reality is, is I grew up a fan just like them. I didn't know at nine years old, although I thought in my arrogant head, I would play in the NHL at nine. You have no idea. And, and And I had my Lindros Jersey for, for, you know, as a gift, just like every other kid who watches the Flyers. So, yeah, I'm 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 thankful for that, guys. Like, it, it's meaningful to me, and and I'm serious. I, I I mean it. Well, we appreciate that. And Colby, March fifth, I already got the, the calendar circled. It's a Saturday afternoon game, Blackhawks at Flyers. Uh, it's when you come back. Uh, it's a three o'clock game. Now, I I hope that's not a like a national game. And you don't it, to, it sounds like it might be, and you don't get to do. It. I know it sounds like it, it might be based on, um, you know, a Saturday afternoon game, but I'm interested. Like, I think we're all curious to see how like the NHL national is going to show up this year um, on TV. I don't think anybody really knows. I think there's been some interesting hires and there's been some interesting personnel decisions that yeah. uh, we'll have to wait and see on, you know, I, I think that's kind of what I'm looking at it. Like I've had a couple of times where I've raised my eyebrows, but you know, it is what it is. Hey, worst case scenario, we just get you to pop on the podcast and catch up with you at that point, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I just look forward to Colby putting in a good word. And, you know, eventually Aunt, we uh, we just take ourselves out to Chicago. And we uh, we start up the Hawks Outsiders, you know, because that's. Uh, yeah. Is, is Nancy up for that? Is your wife going to want to move to Chicago? I think she'd be. Well, don't have, I think at this listen. point, you know. They pay well. They'll just I don't, have listen, houses. I don't even have to, uh, you know, uproot the family. You just, I'll just fly into town. You know. Oh yeah, that's all. Hey, all. Just, I got a three bedroom no house. There you go. You go. You, you go better watch saying stuff like that because the next thing that's going to happen is Sam <laughs> Filippo over there. He's going to stop like, oh, it, Colby. Oh yeah, yeah. I had to. Uh, I had a work. I had a work meeting. I'm actually going to be in Chicago pretty soon. Anthony Stay goes from one night to a week to a month, and pretty soon. You wake up in the middle of the night, Anthony's shirtless on your couch. And I can Stop tell it. you, based on some photoshopping that people have done on Twitter, <laughs> that's not a site you want to have. The Cheeto, the Cheeto cheese everywhere in your cush. You don't well, want that. You don't want two that. living rooms, two living rooms. There you so go. We'll make it work. We'll make, make it, it work. work. <laughs> but listen, awesome. man of the people. Uh, it, it, it really is uh, a very well-deserved, uh, a well-deserved gig. I think, um, you know, you, you yeah. pointed out, but the growth that, that you had in this market, um, it had nothing really. I mean, it, it had very little to do with us and had a lot to do with uh, your talent kind of shining through. And I think, and you know, I made the joke earlier about you don't know what you ha- you've got till it's gone. I think that just really showed in the past year. We fielded a lot of uh, a lot of people in the past year who missed the team from the year prior, who might have taken some of it for granted, and. Uh, Listen, I think you're going to absolutely crush it out in Chicago. Um, we certainly look forward to talking to you at different points throughout the season. I think uh, it'll be a lot of fun. But we're hey, happy Russ, to if, see you, if, if you the, want the, the snow, the goalie, the snow, the goalie bump. You know, Russ. Now, now what? I'm just just looking at the calendar. 
Yeah. The Flyers play in Chicago. The He's last already week, inviting himself over the last week of the season. Russ, we should Come make a down. We should the make last a, week of the season. Yeah, it's a Monday night in April. April Listen, here's what I can tell you. Fifth, the restaurants 25th. in Chicago. There's Are a lot of good phenomenal. restaurants They're in awesome. Chicago. Yeah. There's I've a never lot. been I mean, to Chicago. Was, we we oh. we were when we were just out there looking for a house. Um, Jr. set us up with a restaurant that like you never would have known, right? Like it's not one of the big name restaurants. And we go in. He sets it up. Obviously, like we get he gets us a reservation at a place that you can't get a reservation. There's literally no reservation for like three weeks because Jr. is the best. And it, they start bringing food over to the table right away, and we're like, it was on, but like. It was so good. And we ne- like we would have gone to like one of the big name places that like everybody knows about. But like the restaurants, they're unbelievable. They yep. have so many different and, and Philly, obviously Philly has unreal restaurants. I mean, Philly's a great food city, too. But there's a lot of cool options. Um, you know, like we were walking the Riverwalk, uh, just like checking it out. And it's 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 a cool city. Like we're uh, we're excited. Um, my fiance, obviously, and, you know, we've got our, our little dog, um, Rocket, who, who's our, our lone soldier these days because, you know, we lost our other guy. But um, we're, we're very excited. We're looking forward to it. I've lived in Philly, you know, till I was 15 and then I moved away. And then obviously, um, uh, you know, I've been back here since I stopped playing. I came back here because where else was I going to go? This is, this is my home. Um, and we'll definitely miss it here. Her family, uh, my fiance's family actually is, lives in South Philly in, in Packer park area, like walking distance from, you know, the Wells Fargo center. So obviously they loved it when I was working for the flyers because they could just walk right over and, you know, see the game. So we'll, we'll miss it here. Um, and even though I didn't play here, it'll always like, I, I, you can never get rid of that. You know, you're a fan of a team from being a little kid and, and that'll always live with dude. Them. You're from Delco. Come on, man. Like it's, you can't, you can't ever lose that. You I know. Well, but wait, I'll give you. So I just played in checking for charity this past weekend with the Flyers <laughs> Warriors guys, yeah. which was an unbelievable experience that I would like to talk about actually. Yeah, go ahead. I'm glad you brought the Delco thing up, but yeah. the guys are asking me one day, like we're, we're in the dressing room before the game, we're about to play Danny Briere's team. And I mean, these are, these guys are serious vets. Like these guys are combat vets, like Iraq, Afghanistan greatest bunch of guys like unbelievable guys and so the guys are like so like you're like they're looking at me and they're like so you're like from villanova right like which part i'm like yeah i'm from like radnor township delaware county and they look to me and they're like you're not from delco (laughs) radnor the main line is not from delco don't say that like you're a main liner forget you're from Delco. and i'm like guys i'm from delaware county like what are you talking about and then the after the the second game some guy decides he's going to shoot a puck at me because he was angry because I lifted his stick so hard. His stick went flying out of his hand. So the guy shoots a puck at me and I grab him and like, you know, like we have like a little bit of an altercation and he gets kicked out of the game. They don't even give me a penalty because the ref was like, you, he deserved it for what he did. And I go back to the bench and the guys are like, ah, yeah, Delco, my ass here from the main line. Like the, the Warriors guys are absolutely ribbing me about it all weekend. Cause like, I was like, yeah, I'm from Delco. And they were, they were not going to let me have that. Uh, I, I look, that I know spoiled mainline treatment. You I know, I know it's right on the outskirts, but it counts, man. It, it counts is. as Delco hey. to me. Well, and those guys, listen, like I started to develop a little bit of a relationship with those guys just via social media, uh, Devin Riccio. Um, I don't know if you guys know, like he, he's, you know, one of their, um, you know, like he's all over social media. He's a big Flyers fan. You know, he became friends with Chris Stewart. And so like Stewie was like, yeah, he's an awesome guy. Like, and so he asked me to play in checking for charity. You can't say no to guys who went and served for our country. Like, right. that's just the rule. You don't say no. Like you just say yes to whatever they ask. So I got to play with those guys. I got to know those guys, a handful of them, at least 15 of them or whatever. Riley Cote played on the team too. So did Derek uh, Settlemeyer, which was awesome. Um, and what an unreal group of guys they are. I mean, like I, I just had such a good experience being around these guys, like, and I couldn't wait for the games to be done. So we could go up to the, to the bar and, and have a beer and talk. And like, all I wanted to do 
was no, like ask them questions. And obviously I don't, because I just, I don't know if that's like, you know, kosher to ask those sure. guys questions about those things. But all they wanted to do is ask me questions about like the Stanley cup party and the national championship party. And I was like, all right, you guys, I'll trade stories. I'll tell you guys <laughs> the, the dirty details, but I need some stories too. And like, I just, I am going to be the loudest and most supportive guy of the Flyers Warriors team, which they told me that the alumni association looks after them so well, which made me so happy to hear. So, you know, kudos to Brad Marsh for what he does for that team. Danny Briere, all of the alumni, Riley, like all the guys that are super embedded in that alumni organization that take care of that Flyers Warriors team, like kudos to those guys. I have a lot of respect for that because these are the guys that, uh, they went to war, literally. They went to Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, you name it. And they risked their lives and they gave up significant amounts of their lives to make sure that you and me could go to the Flyers game and not think about safety uh, right. and, and not think about that stuff. And anybody who listens to this game, this podcast, go on Twitter, follow the Flyers Warriors, donate ten dollars if you have it these guys pay their own way they buy their own equipment they love hockey they love the flyers they live eat breathe sleep flyers they love being on a team together because it gives them some normalcy from what they had to deal with and you know i know a guy on that team who said he was lost when he came back until he became a flyers warrior and i just i was so like i i like, I just want to hang out with those guys. Like, literally, I'm so disappointed that I just really became friendly with them now and we're leaving. But I was like, you guys got to come out here, play Chicago Warriors, like dinner on me, like whatever you guys want, because they're just an unreal group of guys. And with everything going on in the world right now, you know, those guys are going through tough times. And I heard from probably six or seven guys that I played with at checking for charity that are war flyers, warriors, deaths that texted me to ask how I was holding up over the Jimmy Hayes news. And I'm like, guys, I'm okay. Like, how are you holding up with what's going on in the world? How do you feel? Like they are not even worried about how they feel. They want to know how, how we feel in the hockey community because that's who they are. They're selfless people. They, they're sacrifice. Like, they're, they sacrifice more than any of us could ever even imagine. We just can't. We really can't. And they're, they're heroes. Like, I, I can't say enough about them. We Like, I'll cut me off, guys, because I'll just keep going. But, <laughs> but, like, they're just – they're an unreal group of guys. No, and, like, I'm, I'm going to support the Flyers Warriors any way that I can. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, I, I uh, second that if you have an opportunity to, uh, to donate. I think you can donate through their Facebook page. Right. Yeah. Colby, just I think follow I you. them on social yeah. media. Just support them. You don't even yeah. need to give them money. Just, just support them. Yeah. No, it's still cool though. I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly, certainly we're all, we're all, you know, we, we always see the, you know, GoFundMe's and, you know, Hey, can you throw a couple bucks this way? A couple bucks that way. Nothing wrong with throwing a couple bucks to uh, some veterans who love the sport of hockey. Right. Oh man. They're, they're awesome. Yeah. That's Look at cool. us getting the warm and fuzzies here on the show. This is nice. Dude, it, I, I like it's like I a nice, it's like a warm bubble bath. You know, it's that's I, what the I, show I, really I, is. Hey, I, well, I get the chills talking about these guys. We do have one uh bit of Flyers news, and Colby, this will be like the last thing for you to comment on about the Flyers before you head out to Chicago. Um, and again, it's 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 somebody who fits uh, your age bracket. So it's somebody that you probably know a little bit about. Flyers today, uh, or what well, we're recording uh, on Wednesday, but today they signed uh, Derek Broussard to a one-year uh, contract, $825,000. Um, and I, I guess it's is a, uh, you know, looking to add some more veteran depth to the bottom six. Um, he was really good when he played for the Rangers under Elaine Vigneault, um, hasn't been as productive uh, in the five seasons since. He's bounced around from uh, over six teams. But if, you, if you're if you an analytics person and you look at his 
uh, advanced. And we know Colby's a big analytics guy. You, well, I mean, but if you do, if you are, I mean, we're, we do have some people who listen to us who, who like those numbers. Um, he does drive play a little bit. I mean, his 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 possession numbers aren't terrible. Uh, I think four of the five seasons he was on the plus side of fifty percent. So, um, so I mean, what, what, how do, what do you think? How, how do you think he fits in and and into this group? Uh, also, obviously, he's played with Cam before. He's played with Kevin Hayes before. And they're and they're, they're all, and just so you know. Cam and Derek and 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 Hazy are very close. Yeah. They're they're very good friends. And um, I thought it was going to be Jimmy VC that they signed. Okay. I, I I thought that was the guy they were going to go out and sign for for that type of contract. Um, VC is probably a little bit of a younger version of him. Um, maybe not quite as smooth, but probably plays with a little more jam than Derek. So, look, the guys played on nine teams and like. Uh, what like 13 or 14 years in the NHL. So um, it's $800,000. If he needs to go under waivers, he can go to the minors because I, I don't foresee him, you know, being someone that, that teams are picking up. Um, it's, it's low risk. You know, I mean, I, I, I think he, he, he's a better third line player, you know, than, you know, maybe Kubel would be like, I, I you know, like I don't, I, I was kind of like, like I was sort of like, okay, we'll see how this goes. Like, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. There's a connection with AB. Um, he's a veteran guy. Um, you know, he has his moments. I feel like he, he, since his, his longer stints with um, Columbus and New York, I feel like he, he's had these like flashes of like 15 games where he was like making a lot of things happen. And then, you know, things started to trend back the other way. So um you know, I think bringing a guy like that in towards the end that that really like is fighting to stay alive in the league. Um, you know, those you can get a lot out of those guys. I mean, Michael Delzato has made a little way for himself here at the end, sort of simplifying his game and kind of maybe that's what Broussard needs to do. So um, I, I'm, I'm sort of unfazed, I guess, by that signing. Um, I, like I said, I think I would have rather seen them sign Jimmy VC. I just thought there was like more upside in, in signing VC, even though, you know, he didn't do a lot, but he, he you know, he's kind of buried on, on, on the fourth line and out of the lineup in Toronto. But, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, look, the Flyers clearly are, are looking to win. You know, they do not feel they're in a rebuild. I, I am looking forward to seeing the decor this year. I like the moves that they made um, a lot. I think that uh, Ristolainen, I, I, I'm very looking forward to seeing him play in a, in a better atmosphere. Now you're going to have Travis Sandheim potentially with Ristolainen. That's going to do wonders for his career based on, you guys know, like Phil Myers is probably a really nice kid, but like I just had a lot of issues with, um, you know, the sloppiness and all the turnovers in his game. I just didn't feel like he was at an NHL level. I think he made a lot of American League plays. So um, I think I even went on the record and said I thought that, that they paid him way too much money, and it turns out he gets shipped out, um, you know. But I, 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 you bring in Ellis. Like, I just think, you, you, you know, they made a lot of veteran moves, which makes me think that they're, they want to compete and try to win and, and – you know, Sanheim got a new deal, which I thought was a fair contract. I think that that's a fair deal for both sides. I think they probably could have got that number lower if they gave him a lot of years, but you know, maybe they still want to see more out of him. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I wasn't excited nor not excited when I saw the Broussard signing, although, you know, I think he'll have, you know, you could put him with Cam Atkinson, you know, maybe, on the second, third line, I think he has chemistry with Cam. Um, you know, he, he can play on the power play. He's been around the league. He knows AB. So, you know, I, I think all those things factor in. So, you know, what did you guys think? I mean, what did you feel about it? Well, the one thing that, that it said to me, Colby, is that a kid like Morgan Frost isn't ready to start the season in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why, why are you bringing in? I mean, you had... 13 forwards already kind of, if you looked at, if you counted for us prior to today that you probably mm-hmm. sat there and said, here's your 13, maybe Nate Thompson's your 13th forward, you know, mm-hmm. and now you go out and sign a veteran guy at, at you know, even though it's a one year, $825,000 deal. Um, and you say, okay, either this is done to push Frost a little bit, or they don't think he's quite ready to start the season in the NHL. 
it's an insurance policy because now Morgan Frost has to come in and take someone's job. Nothing right. will be handed to him. And if he takes someone's job, good. someone will go. You'll and put someone thing. on waivers and you'll send them to the minors. But you're right. I, I think that's a good, I think that's a really fair way to look at it. Um, and I think that uh, I, I want, I hope Morgan pushes through this year. I like him. I got to meet him, you know, one or two Thanksgivings ago. Um and I think I guess it would have been two Thanksgivings ago now. Geez, but um, yeah, I I, uh, I think that that's a good way to look at it. He's I think Broussard is a little bit of an insurance policy. And look, you know, he's got to win hockey games. Like this is not a city that waits for you to lose hockey games. So he wants to get some veterans in, guys he trusts. I mean, I, I see Claude Julian do this for years in Boston, where trade deadline would come around, and I'd be sitting there as like the seventh defenseman. And then all of a sudden Shane Knighty gets signed and I'm like, Oh my God, now I'm eight. Oh. And like, then we bring in Caberlet who obviously is a great player, but like, Oh geez, now I'm nine. I don't blame him for wanting to do right. that because he, he, his job is on the line. He wants guys he knows and he trusts. So I think that's probably a little bit of what this is. Yeah. One nice I thing. Think. I mean, it, the signing does fit Chuck Fletcher's entire off seasons um, plan. Right. He played alternate captain for Arizona. I mean, a season ago, almost I mean, every like, player, almost every player that they've brought in, virtually letter, every guy, were a letter for the other yeah. for another team. Yeah, and, Derek, and Derek's a well liked guy. He is a well liked guy. He's got friends here in Philly with Atkinson and and um, and Hazy, like I mentioned. Um, but he he he's a well liked player in the dressing room, no doubt. This isn't this isn't to bring any kind of drama, just conceptually, based on you know your knowledge of being in a locker room. We talked off the top of the show about how a lot of these guys are, are friends of Kevin Hayes. And you think of like a, a power dynamic of sorts in a locker room. And you think of like a, a leadership core that, I mean, in, in fairness, there had been criticism around this leadership core in the past. Jake Voracek gets sent out. Cam Atkinson is brought in. You think of the guys that they did bring in. It's, it's pretty clear that between Fletcher and Vigneault, there was an acknowledgement that something had to change. Does this potentially with with that group of guys almost being a, I don't want to say click because click has a negative connotation but with them being like a, a strong friendship group does that potentially I don't have a good way to put this does that potentially gonna, create I'm, like I'm, a chasm in the locker room no, because no, there, there are no, guys who had previously I, been here or does that strengthen no. No, I think if anything, it brings the group together because I could just tell you for a fact, like Cam Atkinson wore a letter for John Tortorella for years, which is a, is a hard thing to do. Um, and I think if anything, these guys will bring the spirit of the dressing room up. And I know Kevin Hayes and I know how tight he is with a lot of players. He is a very inclusive social leader type of player. Like Kevin Hayes is a guy that, when, you know, he, he says, everyone's invited, everyone come, you know, I mean, uh, he's not sending a text message to four of his friends. It's like the boys come on over, everyone come, you know, I'm hosting everyone come to my house. It's not this Boston click of him and Yandel that are going to be kind of like leaving people out, you know? And the funny part is, is I think Cam Atkinson's best buddy is actually Scott Hartnell, who doesn't even play on the team anymore. I mean, they are best, best friends. Um, so um, I, I actually think it's good. I think it'll strengthen things. You have a lot of new guys who are coming in and, you know, coming from different places, but are all connected. And, you know, I, I, I like, I think it's going to be good. I like the players that they brought in. I thought Chuck did a nice job. I think he made some noise. Look, he gave a lot up, but listen, when you're negotiating and you're in a bidding war, that's what you have to do. So I think the Flyers will be a better team, a competitive team. Carter Hart saves the puck. I think you guys are going to have a lot of good stuff to talk about this year. I agree. And we're going to have to, we're going to have to pass that clip along to all the uh, lobotomized people on Facebook who are still <laughs> demanding that, oh, I got to strip that C off my Jerusalem sweater. Get him out of town. He never won nothing. Get him out. Guys. Guys lead differently. There's a lot of different kinds of leaders and, you know, there's not necessarily one right or way, right or wrong way to lead. But my, my favorite tweet of the, of the summer was by Jeru. <laughs> the best, the best tweet all summer. I completely agree. Wow. That was great. I was so happy he wrote that. I really was. And I, I, oh boy, I had some fun with that one. <laughs> 
well, that guy's getting replaced anyway. So, you know, yeah. you the other one. So, uh, yeah, well, that's that's a dandy. That's a doozy. Well, look, I think that's probably a good place for us to to wrap up this week. Colby, hey, we, did have, again, we did have one five star review, Russ. Do you want to read it? You want me to read it? I don't have it pulled up. I, you always make you always. All right, I'll read it here. I got it right here. I mean, I can pull it up if you really want. Ah, I, I, I got figure it. I, I this got could it. be your thing. Just make it's, sure it's not a repeat because, you know, it's, I'm positive. Because by the way, when am I get my nifty 50s uh, dinner that you owe me for you being wrong? Whenever you want, Russell, whenever you want it. Um, I should is, have lumped Colby into that. You know, you could have bought him a meal as well. But, you know, here no, we are. I, I would do that. Can't I would do that before. I'd rather buy Can't Colby. A, buy, I'd rather buy Colby a dinner than buy you freaking nifty 50s. But that's yeah, true. Man. Uh, anyway, this is. Um, it's actually a long review, Russ, believe it or not. But it's from uh, JWT90, where Flyers News Lives, five stars. I've been a longtime listener to the pod and have followed Ant's writing for even longer. Figured it was about time I give these guys credit for the amazing job they do with the show. The production value is always tops. Their insight is always spot on. And they play off each other really well. Reminds me of Forsberg and Gagne. Russ, I'll let you debate who's who in that scenario. Anthony's knowledge of the club and the sport overall are exactly what you hope for when <laughs> listening to news and analysis of your favorite professional franchise. Sprinkle in Russ's hot takes and borderline conspiracy theories, and you have a great product. As long as episodes <laughs> keep coming out, I'll keep listening. I mean, how else can a Flyers fan figure to cope with how middling this franchise has become over the past decade? I'll tell you how. Listen to Anthony and Russ talk about it on the only Flyers podcast. Cheers, guys. That, that was the most Philadelphia sports fan review I have ever. That was just a bunch of compliments wrapped in uh, a bunch of backhanded slaps <laughs> to the face uh, wrapped in. I still love the city and this team. I mean, that, that was that was a lot wrapped into one thing. That's fantastic. I loved it. I loved it. I, that's, that's why great, I wanted you to read review. it, Russ, but it was good. It was good. So who's Forsberg and who's Gagne? Uh, I don't know. I, man, I got to know both of them really well. Um, did you, well, you got to know, you got to know Peter a little bit, right? Colby or was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When he, he made his, uh, his last comeback to the NHL, I was in Colorado when he came back for a couple of weeks before his foot was too banged up. But, you know, Forsberg was a more physical player yeah. and Gagne was a little more finesse. So you guys do the math. Who's more physical and who does, who's yeah. more finesse? You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I'm more physical. There you go. No, you're a teddy bear. <laughs> Kanye was a pretty, pretty good player, too. So he was, he was a, lot a of great big guy. goals, scored a lot of big I'll goals. Take it. Yep. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, Colby, congratulations once again. I know that uh, we have people who listen, obviously, all across the country and hell around the world in an odd uh, turn of events. But we definitely have people who listen in the Chicago market. So maybe we'll actually we'll allow some people to get over 2010. We'll help them through their, um, you know, PTFD, post-traumatic flyers disorder. And we can, you know, maybe create a few fans, at least of the uh, the media content going out around the Chicago Blackhawks. And like I said, the biggest addition to the Windy City since CM Punk. I mean, who knows? By the time you get out there, maybe you'll be the guy. Well, maybe. I'm going to have to ask you guys to come on my podcast once that gets established. So absolutely. Absolutely. We'd love to do it. We'll save it. We'll save it for the maybe maybe a cup finals matchup. Huh? There you go. Ooh. I like it. I like it. That'd be fun, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yes. Yes, it was. All right, Sounds guys. good. All right. Big thank you to everybody for listening. As always, make sure you follow the show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And hold on. Keep your outro music to yourself for a second. I, I, I didn't. I thought it was on mute. I'm sorry. It, well, it sure wasn't on mute. I stopped Anthony. it after two seconds. Go ahead. Listen, a big thank you, as always, to everybody who listens to the show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts. Of course, you can ask any of your smart devices to play the most recent episode of Snow the Goalie, a Flyers podcast. And um, follow us over on Twitter, at Snow the Goalie, Instagram, at Snow the Goalie. And of course, you can also find us over on Facebook.com slash Snow the Goalie. Colby, I don't know if you've um, been keeping up with some of what Anthony's been doing, but he he's starting to fall in love with this idea of doing outro music as a, as a I, I guess, as a hint or something. And He's some people have started. Off. Yeah, I mean, people have started kind of catching on, like that there might be some kind of meaning to it. I guess the only thing that I can say is, you know, there there are some things starting to happen 
and people might get to hear about it. Um, well, well, maybe I think even you guys, next, you guys maybe even some next exciting week. Things. Yeah, yeah, you guys have some exciting things of the, the, that you're going to tell everyone. And I, I'm excited to hear about it and I'm excited to listen. That's for sure. Yeah. So next, I think next week is when we announce it, right, Russ? Because next week is September 2nd, right? That we'll be recording on a Wednesday night. And so I think it's going to be, uh, I think that's when we'll be announcing. But if you want, I'm, I'm ready with my outro music unless you have something else. Hey, they love us in Baltimore. Hey, big man, I say me and you, we'd be at the bass. Maybe these punks want to fight. Bring what you got. The uh, measuring we... stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. We're the measuring stick, Anthony. Yeah, you, 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 and your, you and your wrestling stuff. Uh, but no, I got it's another. so fitting. I got My another God, song. So good. Let's, see, let's see if you can figure this one out, Russell. Are you playing acapella? On, what, are you, what are you doing? All right, guys. I got to eat dinner. Love you guys. See you.